Hi, I'm Elena Joe, and this is episode number 27 of Big Picture Relationships. My body is for me. Today, we're going to talk about the awesome ownership we get to feel over our space, our bubble, who touches us, and how we feel comfortable in various physical situations. And we'll talk about the importance of how we can raise the next generation to feel confident in that and be able to protect themselves from an early age. Thanks for joining me, and let's jump right in. This is Big Picture Relationships with Elena Joe, a therapist sharing insights, ideas, and real-life pep talks that encourage you to expand your perspective, maybe shift some behaviors, and make the most of real-life relationships so you can live a happy life right now. When I was in sixth grade, so around 11 or 12 years of age, a group of my friends and I went to a dollar movie theater. And I know these dollar theaters, they're awesome, are kind of disappearing. But, you know, sticky floor, like the seats folded down the way that they would in a high school auditorium. So we're sitting there and this person behind me put their feet up on my seat in the crack between the top of the chair and the seat part of the chair. And I could understand that if they were just resting their feet there and it was annoying. But this person, and I turned around once to get a quick glance, and it was an older man. You know, older. I was 11 or 12. I don't know. Somewhere older than 20 to me. Had his feet under my rear end. And not just resting there, but like actively pushing under my behind, wiggling around. And I was so uncomfortable that I'm flouncing around, you know, trying to like push his feet off and make it obvious that I don't want him there. And I, at 11 or 12 years old, am not really thinking, I don't know anything about voyeurists or frauderists or however, whatever you want to classify this as. So I just spent time trying to dislodge his feet. And finally, I wadded up the jacket that I was carrying and sat on top of it, on top of his feet and just endured. Never did it cross my mind to turn around and tell him off. It never crossed my mind to make a scene or to yell at him. I didn't even think to go get help Being that young, we might have had like a mom, somebody's friend, like a a mom on the end of the row. And I didn't even think to holler over for help or get help with this. I was a kid who was keenly aware of social conventions. I did not like to be embarrassed. I did not like to call attention to myself. And so I just endured it. How many of us still feel that way? How many of us avoid making a scene, avoid embarrassment or embarrassing somebody else? We just kind of assume that there's no ill intention and we just endure some discomfort because it's easier than having to do something about it. When somebody's standing too close to us, when maybe a coworker is inside our bubble or touching our arm while we're talking, maybe there's a masseuse that's working on a part of your body that you don't like or is uncomfortable, or somebody in a crowded area or line or a subway that keeps bumping into you, and maybe it's purposeful, but maybe it's not. How many of us just endure that because it's easier than trying to make a scene? Well, in my family, with my kids, we created a line that we repeat regularly, and it is, my body is for me. And yes, we say it just that comically, like, my body is for me. And my kids say it all the time. We say it in an effort to plant a little bit more bravery and a little bit more rightful entitlement to their physical body and their physical space. We'll talk more about kids in a minute, but let's talk about us here, these us, us grown-ups that are like nervous about this kind of stuff. Some of you are super brave and I admire you and you have no problem telling people off, but I know that I'm not alone in being kind of shy and quiet and like assuming the best of other people and being willing to endure some discomfort. So I want to talk to those of you that are a little bit like me in that because we need the right to repeat that line too. My body is for me. 
It is yours. That body is yours. It is your space and you have a right to protect it and do whatever you want with it. You have to come up with a plan to enforce that. I have to come up with a plan to enforce that. Let's be honest. We'll just talk about me here. We've got to grow more comfortable saying things like, I'd prefer not to be touched or I'd prefer a bit more space or, hey, I would like some more breathing room. Do you mind stepping back? Please don't touch my arm when we talk. And sometimes those polite lines are enough. I need to remind myself that it doesn't have to be big. You could simply say, pardon me, would you mind stepping back a little bit? But there might be times when we have to be more comfortable being a little bit more direct. Please step away. Don't touch me. Stop. We should be prepared to leave a situation or to ask a stranger for help. There are lots of nice guys out there. Find a chivalrous looking gentleman in this crowded area you are and you can walk over and say, Excuse me, sir, do you mind if I stand with you? I'm a little bit uncomfortable over there. And 99% of the men in the world would be thrilled to have you come stand by them and help you feel a little bit safer that way. In an effort to help my kids feel more prepared than I was at their age, I have done a few new things and I want to share those with you guys today. The first one, number one, the name of this episode, we've coined this phrase, my body is for me. And we repeat it regularly with every talk we have about keeping your hands to yourself, not touching other people's bodies. Don't let other people touch you even if you sort of like it. Because at this young age, your body is for you. Remember that episode long ago, talk less to say more. Having a catchphrase, having something you repeat really drives that point home. So in, we have lots of little discussions, 10 seconds here, 30 seconds there about this issue. It's not always a big serious talk with my kids, but we always drive it home with this point or we laugh about this joking phrase now that some of my kids are older. My body is for me. And it worked really well when they're little and it's a cheesy phrase, but it's there in their heads now that they're older. My body is for me. Secondly... When my kids are wrestling or tickling or even as a family, we snuggle a lot, we wrestle, we tickle, we fight. When somebody's space is being invaded or they're done, stop is the magic word at my house. When somebody plays the stop card or says stop, that is the magic word where siblings have to stop, mom and dad back off, all physical play ceases so that they have space and feel like they have control over their body. I encourage you with your family to come up with a magic word like that or something that everybody knows they have the right to their body and can say stop. Third, we have a purposeful body safety talk with some frequency at least every few months. And this usually involves mom and dad where we sit down and talk and it's not all serious and somber awkward, but it's just we're, we're giving weight to the issue and reminding them that, hey, should you be naked with your friends? What if somebody wants you to look at their body or touch them? We'll discuss various scenarios and just remind them about the importance of their body belonging to them and the fact that they get to decide when they're older what to do with it. But at this young age, they get to protect it and have ownership of it. We discuss various scenarios and we help them know what might be abnormal, things that might come up and things that are not okay. But I've recognized recently that even this, these frequent talks are not enough. And just this month, I added something new to our family's repertoire, and that is fire drills. Now, before I explain number four fire drills, let's go through a story about a time that my body is for me could have helped. Except you guys, I don't have just a story for you. I have dozens of stories where this would have helped. Dozens of stories of people that I know personally, and these are not my clients. I could bring up hundreds of stories of clients. 
I have a friend who, as a first grader, had an aide who cozied up to her during one-on-one teaching time, and over the school year, that grew to full-on molestation. Another had an older adopted brother who had a really, you know, shady, awful past and who would comfort his little sister in the only way he knew how, which was more physical than you can imagine. There are countless stories of uncles or older cousins paying special attention to one kid and then slowly increasing their alone time, doing favors, increasing the physical contact, and you can imagine where that goes. There are friends, parents who start with special favors, you know, maybe tickling backs during a movie and not even during sleepovers, just during time away, and then it grows over time slowly and imperceptibly to something completely inappropriate. Our kids might know in their heads what's okay or not okay because we've had good talks with them, you know, those body safety talks, but it's a little bit trickier for them to know how to actually react when those situations are happening. Sometimes it's tricky to recognize them because they can start slow and small. And so let's talk about fire drills. Here in America, and I'm not sure if this happens elsewhere, so we have listeners, and here's a shout out to my Australia and Latvia listeners. Uh, Here in America, in elementary school, we have lots of fire drills that are stop, drop, and roll. This idea that if you catch on fire immediately, you stop what you're doing, you drop to the ground and you roll around. And it was always a highlight of early elementary school years to get to actually do this, right? Drop your body to the ground and flail flail around and roll around and laugh with your friends and picture what would happen if you catch on fire. To this day that I imagine there's a whole generation of adults who if we ever catch on fire, we will stop, drop and roll because we practiced it. Well, I hope you see the power of doing this in these safety instances, in these body safety instances. So recently here, we had a mock evening on the couch in the family room where I pushed the boundaries of my kids and they were so squirmy. It was really kind of sad and hilarious all at the same time. So in a friendly character, I'd say, you know, like, hey, pretend I'm your friend's mom or hey, pretend I'm your teacher. And then I'd go sit next to them and I might draw a hand up their leg, like uncomfortably up their leg. I might ask them to sit on my lap or start to tickle their arm or their back. Now, I have one child who is particularly craving of physical touch and affection. And so I worry about this. So I'm practicing this like, hey, if I were sort of a stranger or even an aunt or an uncle trying to tickle your back, what about this? And so I watched my kids squirm. They did not like this. They did not like me invading their space like this. But then I showed them what to do. I'd say, push me away. Tell me to get off. Hey, you can yell at me. You can leave my classroom. You can leave my house. You can go say, hey, I want to call my mom. Go find another grown-up. And then, so we tried again. And they had a hard time pushing me away at first. It felt really weird to push back as a grown-up. I think we as adults forget the power differential that there is between our small kids and ourselves. We forget that it's really scary for them to find a voice and to stand up and to yell or to leave a situation because they are so conditioned to be obedient. They are so conditioned to listen to us. So this goes against their natures to have to push back against something an adult thinks is okay. So we tried that a few times. And then I reminded them, and and my husband was there too, and said, hey, you guys, if you're going to get in trouble, a teacher's going to say, hey, he left my classroom, or he yelled at me, or he was so rude, or, you know, you get called to the principal's office. And I said, we don't care. If you feel like your body's boundaries are in jeopardy, if you feel safe or uncomfortable where you are, it is okay for you to leave to disobey that teacher, to disobey that adult, to leave the situation, we won't be mad. 
Your body is the most important thing. And again, I think we need to emphasize that to our kids over and over because we spend the other 98% of our lives just trying to get them to listen and be appropriate with authorities. Am I right? So we're going to need to repeat this over and over and over. Our kids need permission to be bold and to be brave in protecting their bodies. And they need practice in doing so. When those uncomfortable or squirmy feelings arise, I want them to stop, drop, and roll to immediately recognize it and think my body is for me and to instead be able to speak up, push somebody away, leave a situation. And I would venture to say that some of us as adults, myself included, need those sorts of drills. So as we start back to school, our kids are being introduced to new teachers, to new aides, to new coaches. They're going to have new friends with new parents. We need to be revisiting these safety talks and not just revisiting them, having fire drills, create a catchphrase in your family, and you are perfectly welcome to borrow this phrase of mine. My body is for me. Have those fire drills, because my experience, I'll tell you, with those drills was so surprisingly squirmy and effective that I know I'll need to be repeating it at least monthly until their instinctive response is to push back and to protect themselves just as quickly as the rest of us would stop, drop, and roll in the face of a fire. Good luck protecting your children. Good luck protecting yourselves. You remember that that body of yours belongs to you and you get to decide what to do with it. Thanks for joining me. I encourage you to find Big Picture Relationships on Instagram where I will share more pep talks and little ideas along these lines each week and episode as well as lots of other good stuff. Talk to you guys next time. Visit www.elenajo.co for show notes and random photos along with any handouts mentioned in this episode. Find elenajo.co on Instagram for daily big picture reminders and join the big picture email list for an occasional pick-me-up in your inbox from Elena Joe. Thanks for joining us.